Well, at the time of this recording, it is a New Year's, so happy New Year's. Uh, We're continuing on. I have chosen Seeker, and uh, we are going to go through Norman Withers, and we'll get through some of the asset cards. I like to keep this short and sweet, easily digestible, just like all the other ones. So, Norman Withers. Uh, No surprise here. It's really the same card if you actually got the, the novels, and... I forget which one it was. I'm like looking at it now. I think, was it Ire of the Void? I think it might have been Ire of the Void. Well, which was a pretty good novel. Um, but, um, well, we actually see Norman here now with his actual asset and, or not asset, but his unique card and weakness. So we're going to go through it pretty quickly here because nothing earth shattering here. Norman Withers, four willpower, uh, five intellect. Two fight, one agility. He's six health, eight sanity. Uh, play with the top card of the deck revealed once per round. You may pay the top card of the deck if it's in your hand at minus one resource cost. After a weakness is revealed while on top of your deck, you get to draw it. And as an Elder Sign Effect X, you get plus X where you may swap the top card of your deck with a card in your hand. And X is the resource cost of the top of your deck. So... And so he's got that little bit of clairvoyance. He always gets to see the top card of his deck, and he can play it for minus one. So that's like the, his bread and butter. Man, I think, I, I don't know, I might like his other his other artwork better than this one. This one, man, he looks like, <laughs> he looks all sugar up and paranoid, man. This crazy uh, gnome-like beard going on. <laughs> I like the other artwork better than this one. This one, he looked like he just maybe crapped his pants or uh, he's startled over something. It looks funny all right but deck size is 30 secret card zero mystic cards level one through five neutral cards zero to five and mystics you can have five at level zero so starts off seeker and then finishes out mystic um i i haven't really run norman because he's not really good um for you know uh solo so it feels to me just like you know with uh Carolyn Fern and stuff like that. This guy is straight support. Good Kluver uh, can handle a lot from the Mythos, man. But, man, if he runs into any issues, if he needs to run or fight, he is hosed. Absolutely hosed. All right. His unique asset, well, this is an asset, but his unique card is a two-cost asset. It's called Leviera d'Ibion. Yeah, I'll go with that. Sounds very French. Hyborian Grimoire. It's item relic tome traded. Uh, takes a hand slot. You can pitch this for two willpower and a wild. It's only for Norman and Norman alone. Zappy Boy, exhaust this book to swap the top card of your deck with a card in your hand. Or uh, Zappy Boy, exhaust this to commit a top card of your deck to an eligible skill test performed by an investigator at your location. I would tend to think the second one may be more worthwhile than the first one. The only thing I can think of is if you really want to swap the top card of your deck with a card in your hand is perhaps you didn't have enough resources just to make that cost because you get to a minus one. I'm assuming. I'm guessing. But, uh, yeah. I mean, go with the second one. It, it, this one just doesn't feel very... It, it almost feels like a male version of Daisy with this, this wonderful tome in his hand. Uh... I would definitely be using the second one more for the skill checks more than anything else. Alright. His weakness is Omen End Times. Called the Harbinger. 
Revelation, put this card on top of your deck. While it's revealed in the top of your deck, cards in your deck cannot be searched, drawn, or manipulated anyway, except by the below ability. Uh, spend two actions to discard the uh, Harbinger. This ability may be activated while the Harbinger is on top of your deck, as if it were in your threat area. Uh, so, this is what I call a lock on your deck. That's, that's what it looks like to me. It looks like, yeah, you're not doing anything with your deck until you deal with this first. I mean, it's not like crippling. Um like other weaknesses but uh it just prevents you from getting any cards and uh, can't search it can't draw it can't do anything with it so i think maybe early on this is great to get uh late game eh, maybe i think this might host you best at like your mid stride so it's just the artwork's crazy it's just got like these crazy little red stars and a malicious evil looking hand <laughs> Uh, I don't have too much to say about Norman. Uh, Norman, I, so, I, I, mean, I play for the most part solo. I might, you know, in a multiplayer game, play it. But uh, uh, if I have to be a Kluver, but I can't. It's, it's going to be real rough. Real rough running in this guy solo. All right, let's get into some. Let's see if I got this all down here. Yeah, let's get into some assets. Force learning. This is a permanent asset. And you have to have purchases at your deck creation. Limit once per deck. Increase your deck size by 15. Then during your upkeep phase, instead of drawing a card, draw two cards and discard one of them. Um, I think Harvey Walters might benefit from that if you don't mind playing with fatter decks. Um, it has to be interesting if you play this with Mandy Thompson. Because she tends to like having thicker decks anyways. So, maybe... No, I don't know. I don't know. Still sounds kind of janky. But uh, I, I see the reason why. Yeah, you have to increase your deck size by 15. But um, you'll be able to burn through your deck because you're going to draw two of them and then discard one. So, um, yeah. But I'm wondering, though, if you draw two cards and you have to discard one, well, it doesn't matter. If you draw your weakness, you have to do that. Then you would have to discard the other one. So that's the only problem I would probably see with this card. Is when you, if you draw that weakness. And so... Uh, would I play it? Um, usually with decks and stuff like that, you like to keep it, you know... you know, I would like to say high and tight. You know, keep it around 30. Maybe 31, 32. Um, if that allows you that, you know, ability. Uh, I don't know if 45 is going to do anything crazy. But... Yeah, I forgot. This is not like Marvel. This is like uh, it, you you have to build it at forty five. There is like it doesn't put a max. I, I think it'd be better if it was like up to fifteen, but it says you gotta increase your deck size by fifteen. Well, it definitely is forced on you. That's for sure. All right, we have next Jeremiah Kirby. He's an Arctic archaeologist as an ally. Four cost asset. You could throw him out for plus one intelligence, ally, miskatonic, and wayfair. You get a static boost of plus one intelligence. After he enters in play, choose even or odd. Reveal the top five cards of your deck. Draw each card with a cost that matches the chosen option. Then shuffle the remaining cards back in the deck. <laughs> it's two health, one sanity. This guy's nuts. I mean, this is where you're going to go meta and maybe... If you really want to try a really janky way of going about <laughs> all odd or all even, just to say, yes, I did it. 
Uh, you know, this card might not be bad, though, because I do like the Static Bump. Um, it does give you, if you know your deck and you know want to roll those odds, sure. Um, I, I would think you would look at this after where you build your deck and see what the odds and evens percentage is. So this might be worth it for you. Um, um, cost is four. I mean, usually when you run Seekers anyways, they always have a ton of cash anyways because they really don't blow on it as much, you know, when you have, uh, you know... Dr. Christopher Milan, I like to call him uh, Burger King, because that guy looks like he's pondered a few. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a late, when you're building your deck, I think this is a late card option. I would definitely want to look at your your deck list and to see how I, how many of these options, how many even, is it just probably worth, worth it, but... Yeah, if you're doing pre-taboo, then you honestly you probably want to do Mr. Rook or you know even Milan Christopher that way. But I mean, it's not a bad card. I mean, it's not. I, I do like it. You just got to look afterwards. So give this guy a look. You know, after you build your deck and you're about ready to trim the fat off, see if it's worth it. Uh, next we got hiking boots. This is a one XP two cost assets. Uh, you can pitch this for uh, one agility, item, clothing, and footwear. Woo! We got another footwear. Limit one footwear per investigator. You get plus one agility. Yeah, normal weathers can benefit from having these guys not. It goes from a one to a two. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I hope there's movement on this thing. All right, so it's react after last clue is discovered from your location. Exhaust the boots. Move to a connecting location with at least one clue. Or to a connecting unrevealed location. Okay. Uh, I'm fine with this. It's not bad. Um, gives you an option to move. Um, you know, at least to an unrevealed location. Or if you need to backtrack and get a clue somewhere else. It's not bad. For free. It's, not, it's always reliant though, man. It's, it's got to be like the last clue. I mean, that's the only thing that stinks. It's not as cool as the, uh, the sneakers for the <laughs> survivors where they can just... Make a test, you know, if they run into a, uh, a monster and keep on moving, you know, if you pass that test. But, uh, I get it. This is very thematic. I mean, it just feels like it's a shortcut with uh, a hitch. I mean, you gotta get that last clue. Alright. We got upgraded medical techs. It's a two-cost asset for two XP. So you can pitch this up for one, um... Intelligence and one strength. Item and tone. It takes a hand slot. As an action, choose an investigator location and test uh, intelligence too. If you succeed, heal one damage to investigator. If you two damage set if you succeed by two or more. If you fail, you must either exhaust the text or deal one damage to investigator. I think what this is here, it, it throws in two things. The one with the two damage instead of uh, you heal two damage instead of uh, when you do two or more. Um, also, it allows you, you can keep doing this, you know, three times, you really need to heal, but if you fail one of those tests, instead of actually dealing, you know, you know, consequential damage on that poor investigator, you can just tap the medical test, it's like, yep, yeah, I'm done for this round. So, I think that's really the biggest benefit for this one. I mean, you're actually, for these two XPs, you're, you're paying not to deal damage to the investigator, and you can just turn off the textbooks for that round, so... I like it. I mean, if, if you need a healer and stuff like that, I think this is a, a definite upgrade. So, yeah. That's a bad one. I like that one. So, so right now, if I'm measuring these cards out, I'm like, 
kind of favoring medical tests at the moment, which very sounds very basic, but eh, what are you going to do? All right, scientific theory. It's a zero-cost asset for three XPs. It gives you two intelligence and two strength if you want to pitch this for a skill check. Talent composer. All right, so it's like the other ones. Um, I would imagine, I bet you every class is going to get one of these. Uh, fast, limit one expo and composer in play. You get uh, plus one strength and plus one intelligence. Uh, Non-direct damage and horror must be assigned to the theory before it can be assigned to an investigated card. And I like to stress this. So if you have an ally, you can give that to your ally. You just, it just locks you out from, um, you know, putting on your investigator. So let's at least give it a little life. So one health, three sanity. And it's got a zappy boy on it. Uh, spend a resource. And you get plus one intelligence or plus one strength for this skill check. It's okay. I mean, as long as you got an ally or you got some sort of soak and another asset to deal that, because honestly, you're going to start feeling the pinch here. So it's a better upgrade. So I do like it. But uh, I don't know if I'll be playing any composers because the first round didn't really impress me or wow me that much. Just felt like a speed bump. And then usually with the damage or the sanity uh, that you take, this is like this card isn't blinking eye. But at least this holds out a little bit. And it's got a static boost. So I like it. It's all right. Alrighty, so what do we got here? We got uh, Prophesia Profana. It's the Atlas of the Unknowable. Five XP assets for four. You can pitch this for two wild pips. Item, relic, tome traded. And while you're not at the Locus, uh, don't know what that is. So we're going to just keep on reading. While you're not at the Locus, you get Plus one intelligence, plus one agility. You may ignore attacks for opportunity. As a react, after Prophesia Profana enters play, choose a revealed location. That location is the locus until the Profana leaves play. Oh. Gotcha. So it's like a lodestone. You put a lodestone on this, uh, on a location, and you get all those abilities, except if you're there. Alright, and then as an action, as a bonus, move any investigator to the locus. Oh, wow. And then it just it draws investigators to the lodestone. You know, I think this card would be alright for some scenarios. Uh, if you got like a long, sprawling map and you need to get together. So the first thing that I thought of this one would be uh, the blob that ate everything. Because that is a big, sprawling map, and if you need to get back... Um, to your encampment. This is a good way. This actually might work too very, very well with uh, uh, Forgotten Age for a lot of those scenarios uh, where you can wrangle in. I think this is a great multiplayer card. Uh, the only drawback is, is like you get all those boosts. Um, you can ignore attack of opportunities and stuff like that, which is like awesome. Awesome. So if I was going to like rock Northern Witherness with that, yeah, this might be an upgrade for it because... Uh, uh, I won't have to deal with attacks or opportunities. I still have to deal with that monster when the monsters attacked up. But man, that that helps out a lot. So um, for big sprawling maps, yeah, this is a great card for sure. This won't be good for Essex Express. <laughs> no one's gonna backtrack. Uh, but uh, yeah, all right, I get it. I, I understand the point cost for it too. I mean, top of that, you get an action move any investigator to the Lotus. So cool. All right, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be seekers without having something identified, and uh, no exception here. So this one here, you have the archive of conduits. They only give you one. 
It's unidentified. It's a two-cost asset. It takes up a hand slot. You can throw this out for uh, one wild. It's an item. It's a tome. It's a cult traded. Again, limit one per deck. And as an additional cost to place asset, place one resource on different locations as ley lines. And as a react, after you successfully investigate a location with a ley line, exhaust this asset. Move that ley line onto this asset. If there are four ley lines on it, discard it and take the ley lines as resources. And record your campaign log that you've identified the gateway. All right, so you're putting out, I, I like to call them glorified clues. They're special clues. you got to put them in four locations. If you grab them all four together, it's like going on a Pokemon Go hunt here. Then you get them as resources, and then you've identified the gateway. And they gave you one, two, three. There's four different types of gateways. All right, so that's the one. So we'll look at the four. Here, they're all unique. Uh, limit one per deck. Uh, so we'll go to the first one here, Gateway to Tindalos. These are all four XP, and they all cost four to put it out. Uh, they all have um, the um, spell slot. So for Tinlos, it's two strength, uh, one wild. It's ritual traded. Uh, research. Use four ley lines, limit one per deck. So four ley lines are on there. And as Zappy Boy, move one ley line from this asset to a non-elite enemy. And as an action, an investigator and an enemy with a ley line uh, at a revealed location. That investigator moves to that location. And you may remove the ley line to deal one damage to that enemy. <laughs> this feels like a, <laughs> a roundabout way of Scorpion's attack in Mortal Kombat. Get over here. No, no, no. Let's send that investigator over there. And then pull back that ley line. Or remove it. Deal damage to it. It's a roundabout way of dealing damage. But you know what, though? You got a guardian and stuff like that and it needs to, to shoot something. That That's pretty slick. But my only problem is it's a non-elite. Chances are you probably need this most where it's an elite enemy. All right, that's the first one. So I'll put that out there and see how we're going to rank this. We've got three more. Gateways to Archeon uh, for skill checks is two intelligence and one wild. Uh, still got the same four ley lines. You can only have one of these in a deck. Move one ley line. That's a zappy boy. Uh, move one ley line from this asset to a revealed location. As an action, choose an investigator in a revealed location. With a ley line. The investigator moves that location. You remove the ley line to have them take an investigate action. Um, okay, so this has an investigate action, which I'm not knocking on. I mean, when you, if you're a clover, you're doing this yourself anyways. I mean, I, I guess I would understand if it comes into a pinch and you need somebody else to do it and if you can't reach to it. Uh, I get it. You have them do it. But to me, it feels like you would want to do this. I mean, I guess you could target yourself. Like, choose an investigator in a reveal location with a ley line. You can go there. So I, I guess you can. Yeah, you can give it to yourself and go backtrack and and put an investigate on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can put the ley light down there, so it it gives you a, a different way to do it. You know what? This card might actually benefit from midnight masks. Just to come to think of it, because you're always traveling around, you're always doing a bunch of nonsense. Um, trying to get those cultists into play. So I, I, I could see a little bit of use for this. Um, I don't know if this would be my go-to, though. I mean... Alright, so I'm going to rank Tinlos over Arcan. There we go. So, for the moment. We'll see how I feel after I look at the other two. How about the Gateway to Paradise? Got two tickets to them. Uh, 
two willpower, one wild, if you need to throw it out for a skill check. This one also has four, and you can move one ley line from this asset to an investigator. Choose an investigator with a ley line. That investigator draws a card, deals damage on the horror. You may remove the ley line to have them instead draw two cards and heal two damage or two horror. All right, so let me get that. Let me let me wrap this up here. Choose an investigator with a ley line. Okay, because you're throwing it at them. That investigator draws a card and heals a damage or a horror. Or you can move, remove the ley line to get two cards and two. Oh, okay. All right. So even if it's on there, if, as long as you keep the ley line on there, you can always spend your action to have them draw a card and heal one damage or horror. All right. It might be good for solo. But this card will definitely benefit for, you know, multiplayer that are out and do the thick of things. Because, honestly, you put it on your tank, uh, make sure they don't die, and then give them a little bonus kick and, you know, give them a card. Or if they're really in trouble, um, have them draw two and then heal damage or two, depending on where they're at. I like this one, so I'm going to put this just ahead of ten low. So right now it's ahead of the pack. Because I like it. I like that. That's pretty cool. Because sometimes, you know, if you're if you're a cleaver and stuff like that, you don't have anything else to do. I mean, you could move to a location, or there might be a particular instance where you don't have any clues in play. Um, and then that's because of what the agenda warrants it for. I like this one. So, I, I do. I think this one will edge out 10 lows, just by a smidge. Only because it's got the 9 elite bit, which I don't like. Um, but yeah, uh, Paradise is good. And then, Aldebaran, the Gateway. So, again, this one's two agility, one wild. If you need to do a skill check, um, four ley lines on it. You can move a ley line from this asset to a non-elite enemy. Oh, well, okay. And as an action, choose an investigator engaged with an enemy with a ley line. That investigator uh, disengages from that enemy and moves to a connecting location. You remove the ley line to automatically evade that enemy. This event, this action, does not provoke folks of attack for opportunity. Ooh. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to wedge it between Paradise and Tin Loves. Um, sometimes it's always better to run away. Again, my only knock, just like Tin Loves, it's a non-elite enemy. Which sucks. <laughs> but... You can have that. You can do that action. It doesn't provoke activity. So if you're like you're you're having problems yourself, but then again, thinking like as long as it's not elite, probably would just slap a ley line on it because it's got a zappy boy on it, and then get the heck out. I mean, sometimes the evade's always better than just dealing with that damage. But that will do it. So I re reviewed this one's a bigger one because the uh, there was a lot of assets for this guy. Um, but, um, oh, no, it's all right. Um, a lot of these cards felt very, very vanilla. And sometimes I always think Seekers do have some very, very vanilla cards. And this is no exception to the rule. Um, but um, I like it. I mean, I do like Medical Techs. I think that's a good, solid upgrade. Uh, the Archive of Conduits is very, very interesting. Um, but uh, I don't know if I'll run it. I mean, quite honestly. I see me running Medical Techs before any of these other cards, to tell you the truth. That will do it. So, have a happy new year. 2022 is upon us. Let's get rid of 2020 and 2021 because I think they were both equally cruddy. And uh, we'll continue on. So, next one, we'll go through the events and skills. So, this one will be a lot shorter. So then, I will holler at you later.